You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. That's right. It's Total Talk Nonsense with John Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And I don't know what the episode this is. What do we call it? <laughs> We're not going to number this episode. This is right. the uh, holiday. Well, it's a couple of different episodes. It's the holiday episode, and it's also the episode one day before the end of the world, right? Right. Because that's supposed to occur well, on... Yeah, but I thought in New Zealand and all that, it's already tomorrow. Is it already tomorrow? Yeah. Well, it's tomorrow the Mayans- in the Europe. In the Europe. That's right, John. It is like 2.30 a.m. in the U.K. So how did the Mayans account for that? They're dummies. Is it supposed to happen on uh, like 11.59 p.m. uh, Hawaiian time? I don't know. Yeah. We don't know. So you're Skyping in because you're too much of a pussy to come out in the snow. Uh. Well, hold on. Let's back up. And it's up. not so even the, snowing. The reason I'm Skyping in is because um, you blew off the last podcast. Then you couldn't do it on Monday. You couldn't do it on Tuesday. Listen, I couldn't do I it didn't on blow Wednesday. it off. I didn't and blow it off. it's Thursday. Some people got to work where other people are like, <laughs> oh, I can't go because I'm going to movie call uh, to see the movie of Christmas Vacation in the theater. Yeah, that was planned way in advance. Oh, I can't do that. I'm swimming. So how does that? Well, I don't think swimming is an excuse. I'm with my son swimming. Hey, man, I got to work again, man. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I would. I don't go. He blew it off. (laughs) Let me read a post here that you just posted to Facebook. If Scott's available tomorrow night, it looks like we can squeeze one out. What do you mean if I'm available? Of course I'm available. Why wouldn't that be? Unless I had to work. I don't know. What are you doing to your microphone? It's totally cracking up. Is it? Yeah. Wait a minute. We didn't have these these issues um, during practice, right? Hey, no. I don't know what's wrong with your mic. Is am I talking louder than I was before? I don't know. Because we're on air. When you say it's cracking, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. So you're overmodulating it. I'm overmodulating. So if I cut my dB boost, that would work. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's your fucking okay, equipment. Get your shit together. All I did was mess up a cable. Hello. Let me see. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. How's that? Is that well, better? Well, now you're louder. Am I louder? Yeah. Am I less crackly? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're less crackly. We'll, we'll work with that. I'm not. Um, hold on. That's because I'm going through the PC microphone. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> now I'm back on the uh, Sennheiser mic. Oh, very good. Is that better? Yeah. Is that better? Here, let's t- yeah. yeah, that's the mic, Scott. <laughs> that's the mic. Cool, man. That's cool. Damn water bell. All right, let me uh, cut something here. I'm going to cut something. Damn water that? bell beep. I You're a dim teacher. Something called microphone boost. That should help. Yeah. All right, then. Yeah. So, 
Now that uh, I can hear my voice coming back. So we got a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can hear your voice coming back. No, through my- just go. So we have um, we missed some some dates, right? Some podcasting dates, but we got our shit together for Thursday night. Now, John, you're referring to the weather in the Midwest, which is supposed to be uh, blizzard conditions. I'm looking out the window right now, and I'm not seeing that. You know, earlier I took I the told garbage you. out, and it was uh, it was freezing rain, and it was going sideways because there was these wind gusts. And that was, I don't know, that was at 6 o'clock? So I thought it was just supposed to get progressively worse. But I'm looking out the window, and it looks like nothing's happening. Nothing. There's no wind. There's no snow. There's no rain. There's no nothing. What's up with that? One to two inches, Scott. We cannot lie on our meteorologist anymore, John. Snow with areas of blowing snow before midnight, then areas of blowing snow, and a chance of snow after midnight. With a northwest wind 25 to 35 miles per hour with gusts as high as 40, not the 60 they were saying, uh, chance of precipitation is 100%, but total nighttime snow accumulation 1 to 2 inches. All right, so Kind of like your deci- cock. My <laughs> so my decision, which really wasn't my decision, was based What do you on- mean it wasn't your decision? <laughs> is based on the 60 mile an hour wind gusts and the snow conditions- uh, which um, it was not advisable to drive home in, and now that doesn't seem to be materializing. So, yes, I take full uh, the full blame and full responsibility for that decision. Well, why couldn't you? What, what do you, you? No, wait a minute. You said it was not your decision. I want to. Whose was it? <laughs> what do you mean? Whose? You it just was said mine. it was, a, was oh, not my full there? decision. I must have misspoken. Misspoken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're killing me. All right, moving on, John. Moving on. Boy, it's getting hot in here all of a sudden. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I got to adjust some things. All right. I'm adjusted. Very good. All right. So, um, moving on. So, this yeah. is the holiday special. So, let's... Uh, you know, catch everybody up on where we're at, you know, and then we can, I thought we could tell some holiday stories. Yeah, what was, what was the last uh, show? Last show, uh, I don't know, three weeks ago? What, number? What are you asking me? Yeah, something like that, number, weeks. What number? Um, number and date, is that what you're looking for? <laughs> number and All right, I didn't know it was this complicated. <laughs> yeah! It's <not> complicated. <laughs> 268 was the last one, John. 268. Okay, so this is 269. Well, or we don't have oh, to I see. And just say the... Yeah, the TTN holiday special. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And and we posted that December 5th, so we've, uh, we haven't done a show since December 5th. Okay, so I didn't talk about my CT scan or any of that crap, right? Or did I? No, you did. You did oh, talk I about did. Okay. Scan. Yeah. Don't you listen to the show? No. Why would I listen to it? I'm on it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, one question before we get to holiday stories, which will be later in the show. Have I ever told my Sybil Shepherd holiday story on the podcast? Uh, No, I I don't know. I don't think so. Do you know my Sybil Shepherd holiday story? Sybil Shepherd. Who's that? She used to be, uh, uh, well, she was a movie actress and then she was a TV actress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I ever tell you that story? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't recall. Story. 
And then I got another story about uh, I got caught smoking weed at a Christmas Eve party. So we'll get to that later. Um, what, last year? <laughs> no. So, um, now before we get to that, uh, you know, we do have these long layoffs. And, and it's not... Uh, it's not uh, expected. It's not scheduled. We just can't get our shit together, and we yeah. miss shows. So, John, I, I mentioned last podcast that I've been. I have my iPod Classic that I've been listening to. It's like sixty-four gigs, so right. I, I, you know, fifty hours of content on there. And so I put it on shuffle, and it plays mostly music. But every once in a while, it'll pick up one of our shows and play it. And uh, so I've been listening to old shows, and I thought about this idea, and I wanted to run it by you, maybe run it by the audience. If we can't make a show, like if we're gonna, if we know we're gonna miss a week, would you and the audience be interested in posting an old show? So, for example, I was listening to 170 a couple days ago. 170 is from 2009, and I can't remember what we talked about in 2009. So it was like listening into a new show to me. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting uh, to, to like have a historical perspective. Would that be something that uh, you and the audience would be interested in? Yeah, that's great. I, I don't know. What do I care? You don't care? Right. <laughs> what do I care? I mean, I don't know what you're saying. Do we Are we reposting it? It's already yeah, there, just, isn't it? It's already there, but we repost. We put it in the feed. Uh, so it's like in the iTunes feed, and we I label it appropriately and say this is a, a repeat from 2009. Oh, I see. So like syndicated reruns. Syndicated, and and the reason we would pick them is because there's we had good podcasts back then, and we had kind of lame podcasts, so we wouldn't want to rebroadcast a lame one, right? But one right. Saturday, in my opinion, was a particularly good one. Um, and so we can, or, uh, you know, whatever, like if you listen to, I don't know if you have time for this. I do. Cause that's all I do is listen to, uh, these things when I drive in my car. Uh, maybe you have a favorite old one that you would like to repost if we're going to be out for that. Right. Week. So just think about that. All right. Chew on that idea. I'll chew you- it. All right, so moving on. What are you oh, I'm drinking? drinking? I'm drinking the uh, Kirkland uh, generic Kentucky bourbon, which basically, from what I understand, is the Knob Creek that spills on the floor, and they mop it up and put it <laughs> in a Kirkland bottle, and they sell it at Costco. <laughs> it's the stuff they spills on the floor. So they don't sell Knob Creek anymore at Costco, at the Costco that I go to. They do have it at Sam's Club. How about that? It's awesome. That is awesome. Boy, your it? mic keeps crackling. It keeps crackling? Should yeah. I switch to the uh, PC mic? No. It's your headset, right? Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm do you uh, have it on DB Boost? No, I turn DB Boost off. Oh. Turn that off. I turn DB Boost off, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still crackling. Can you turn me down on your end? No, that that's not what why it's doing it. It's on my end. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. All right. So, uh, 
Since the last... Oh, first of all, one thing we need to mention. Today is December 20th. Um, do you know what happened in 1996 on December 20th, John? 1996, December 20th. No. Carl Sagan passed away. Carl Sagan? Somebody calling you? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody I don't know, so I'm not going to answer. <laughs> hey, you know, uh... We got call I'm calling ID. you to be be careful because it's so fucking windy outside. You might blow away. You don't want to go anywhere. All right. So you don't want to wear your balls anywhere. <laughs> I got a couple of new kid stories that happened to me, John. I saw some movies. I want to talk about movies. You see any movies? No. No, you didn't see any movies in the last three weeks, dude. All I've been doing is working. I've been been working six days a week, 12-hour days. Oh, not me. Just five days a week. Yeah, and five hours a day. Probably around three. Hey, you want to go for lunch? (laughs) We're eating at the Fat Mustards. Do I I really talk like that? Is that how I talk? (laughs) You're doing the Zach impersonation. (laughs) It's not right. Hello, Uh, John and Scott. How are you? (laughs) <laughs> so we're going to get to that. So, uh, But before we get to that, John, um, I'm upstairs, so I'm in my bedroom, and, and I'm sitting uh, on the bed, and I have my laptop on my lap, but my laptop is a little farther away than I'm used to, and I forgot my glasses. So I open up my nightstand to look to see if I have an extra pair of glasses, and I didn't find an extra pair of glasses, but you know what I found, John? I found... $75 in Chipotle gift cards. <laughs> and From who? From people that gave them to me for my birthday or whatever. Oh, my Probably God. Probably from last Christmas. And I have a $25 iTunes gift card. Oh, my God. You are cracking up so bad. It's un- I can't even hear you. When you say cracking up, I'm cutting in and out? No. As you talk louder, your microphone is is. Cutting. It's like, oh, that's not good. I'm just gonna switch to the um, to the laptop mic. Let's just do that. All right. Because crackling, that's yeah, that's lame. Switch. All right, I'm gonna switch. Hold on. All right, I'm waiting. Why don't you just put the mic a little farther from your mouth? Huh? Hello. Okay, that's great. Now we don't have any audio. That's excellent. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Um, <laughs> we've completely lost Scott now. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me back? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. All right, so the problem, I can't move the mic away from my face because it's attached to the headset. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I guess I can move the, the headset away like a little bit. So now I'm, I'm only listening in one can. Uh, which I'm really not listening anyway, but the, the microphone is further away from my face. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you buy some proper equipment? Hey, this headset is like a $250 headset. It's the software, man. Yeah. It's the software. It could be. Okay, now this is a problem because I can't drink from my glass. <laughs> Doesn't that microphone like go up and down or lower? Yeah, hold on. What a great idea, John. You're uh, a genius. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. A genius. That's brilliant. That's- What? Is that better? Not really. (laughs) How far did you move it? Like on top of your head? Is that too far? Yeah, it's too far. Bring it it back. How about under your chin a little? Under my chin. Okay. Under the chin. It's under my chin now. (laughs) I can't take it, man. How's that talk? Uh, Is it good? Yeah, it's good. All right. It's better. It's it much better? better, yeah. Excellent. All right. So where were we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to tell a Sybil Shepherd story, but then you wanted Hold to on. talk about kids, and then it was, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the hell, movies. Did you see movies? <laughs> I didn't see any movies. Yeah, I did. I saw a movie. I went to movie code and saw... I'm all over the, is Zach on the show? I'm all over the place. <laughs> all right. But before we get to all that, John, um, I did talk to the great Stefan C. today. Yeah. And I will be, it looks like I'll be going to the UK uh, at the end of January. Uh, nice. So I don't know if you have any time off of work, but uh, that's a Especially not, I'm moving my entire company in the middle of January. And then, Call it sick or something. And then we have to catch up the entire sales by the end of the right, month. So you're unavailable. Yeah, I'm unavailable for about six months. All right, so Andrew UK, if you are listening, I uh, should be coming into Heathrow on the twenty. No, I'm looking at the wrong month. Hold on, on the twenty nineteenth, on the nineteenth of the Saturday. <clears throat> yeah, should be getting in in the early AM uh, with the current flights. I haven't booked the flights yet, but uh, that's what it looks like there, John. All right. Um, oh, in additional Stefan C. News, uh, he had an article published in Nature magazine. About, no. I have, I have not read the article yet, but it's about Alzheimer's, and it's about how, um, I don't know, it's about some sort of measurement screw-up. So they screwed up the measurement. I don't know which measurement it is. If it's the one that determines if you have Alzheimer's, yeah. Or it determines the severity of your Alzheimer's. But some measurement that they're doing on Alzheimer's currently is not correct. I believe that's what it's uh-huh. about. I'm excited no, to read that. Uh, so you don't know what the measurement is, is about, like what it's related to. Because I watched, I don't know if we talked about this, but I watched a, a show about Lyme's disease and people who have been bitten by ticks and have gotten Lyme's disease. And then it's similar, the... The virus is similar to that of syphilis, which is all has some sort of a weird connection to yeah to Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to read the article. Right on. Uh, and then uh, we have TTN news. John, are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got very quiet. <laughs> um, the music turned off. Our listener Amber. Went down and visited the word whore in Miami. And they were gracious enough to post some photos of the two uh, having what looked like uh, a very good time uh, in Miami. So we're excited to hear stories about that. We may have to have Amber in 
and have the TWW call in uh, on the next show. Schedule that. You know what I'm saying, John? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> and the question for you, John, uh, did you, we you know? Any- you know, he's actually published in the... Uh, the NCBI, which is the U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institutes of Health. How about that? Yeah. For, How about that? From last year, uh, The Problem with Health Measurement by Stephen Kano. Oh, can I say his last name? <laughs> Bug! <laughs> well, everybody knows Stephen C. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yes. He is a very prolific uh, science published author. <laughs> How about that? It just rolls off the tongue when you I say it. String all those words together. All it's right. a miracle. <laughs> did we get any email, John? Any email? Uh, yes, we did. We did, Scott. Let's cover some email. I have to find it. How about voicemail? Did we get any? Uh, voicemail. voicemail? That's a good question. That is a good question. That's a very interesting question. I'm not sure. I don't All know right, how to so work John, this goddamn thing. Email and voicemail. How do you work it? How do you figure it out? Is it like history? Uh, where do you go for this shit? <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> View voice messages. And nothing comes up. All right, so we didn't get any voice. Oh, now. wait. View. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here. All right, while you're looking at that, let me ask you this, John. Side topic. Um, are the Bears going to make the playoffs? I don't know. I need to know because I have a bet on this. Not likely. Not likely. Good. I'm going to win the bet. Very good. Are you disappointed in the Bears? Yes. Well, they went out to like a 7-1 start, right? Yeah. And then they started playing teams with better than a 500 record. Right. And they can't anybody. I see. Very good. All right, moving on. I do have some kid stories, Sean. Are you ready for yeah, that? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. What do you got? All right, so the first kid story is I take Emma skating. Um... She has lessons, so I take her to the rink. And what happens is, uh, like, a hundred kids and parents show up, and I stick around, and like 80 of the parents leave, but 20 of them still stick around. So I'm there, and before I left the house, I grabbed a half a bagel sandwich that was left over from Einstein Bagel. It was like a turkey with cranberry sauce, and cream cheese lettuce sandwich. So my daughter gets on the ice, and I'm sitting on this bench, and it's, <laughs> it's pretty cleared out at the rink. There's a couple of parents milling around, and there's some kids running around. So I remember that I have this sandwich in my backpack. So yeah. I take the sandwich out, and I start enjoying the sandwich. It's one of my favorite sandwiches. I don't know what it's called. There's a name for the sandwich, but it's got. Where's it done. from? Einstein bagel. Einstein, yeah. Turkey with the cranberry, with the cream cheese, with the sprouts. So it's like Thanksgiving in a sandwich. Yes. Very good. So I remember this. I pull it out of my backpack. I pull it out of the little Ziploc baggie, and I start eating the sandwich, right? 
And there's this kid, this kid's maybe 40 pounds. He's probably less than five years old. And he's walking by me. And he's he's staring at me. And um, <laughs> I look at him and I'm like, what's that kid staring at? Do I have boogers coming out of my nose? Is you know is, is something on my face? And he so he walks by. A minute later, he comes walking by again, and he's staring at me again. <laughs> and I'm like, "What is with this kid?" So the third time he walks by, I notice that he's not staring at me. He's staring at my sandwich. So when he's walking by, I give him a look. We have this moment, like yeah. we have this nonverbal communication. What's up? And I extend my sandwich to him. Like, do you want some sandwich? <laughs> and his mother saw this. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and she yelled at her son and then gave me one of the dirtiest looks I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. So. I have a reputation at the rink now. I'm this crazy old guy that offers food (laughs) to strange kids. I'm I'm waiting for like, you know, I'm eating it, and then I realize there's a mouse tail hanging out at the end of it or something like that. You want some sandwich? (laughs) No. I didn't. No, I didn't say anything. It was nonverbal communication. Excuse me, young, young man. Would you like some sandwich? This kid and I had a moment. We had a moment of um, recognition. Well, did, did you put your arm around him? Or, hey, would you like some sandwich? No, I just. I held out the sandwich. The kid stopped in his tracks and he started heading toward the sandwich. And that's when the moms started yelling at him and gave me dirty looks, and then told all the other moms that. <laughs> Keep your kids away from that guy. From Sandwich Guy. That guy's crazy. Yeah, I'm probably known as Sandwich Guy at the rink. <laughs> hey, there's the bald-headed Sandwich Guy. Grab your what? kids, quick. <laughs> I always wear a hat in the rink because it's kind of chilly. Oh. Yeah, so that's one kid's story. I, I have another kid's story, John. Are you ready for that yeah. one? Yeah. So I'm, I take my son swimming. Um, and when I take him swimming, he gets into the pool. I make sure he gets in and he's on swim team. And then I go and I shoot hoops. And the gym is usually clear. And then uh, because it's right after the kids get out of school. But as the as the hour goes on, more and more kids show up because, you know, they got home, they changed, and then they come over to shoot hoops. So I'm shooting hoops. I have this whole basket to myself. I'm shooting just free throws or whatever. And I see these 10 kids and they're picking teams and they're going to play and they have their own hoop. Uh, but it doesn't have like the three point line. It doesn't have the out of bounds lines like the hoop that I have. Yeah. So these 10 kids, right after they pick teams, they just come over to my hoop and start playing their game. Like they don't ask me, no, hey, we're going to play here. Hey, you want to switch hoops? They just start playing. <laughs> now, uh, in the past, I would have gone all faggots. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm I'm older and I'm more mature now. In addition, uh, I had to go get my son from swim team anyway, so I had to leave like within five minutes. So I was leaving anyway. But what I did is I went and put my ball down, and then I came back and I walked right into the middle of their game and I grabbed the ball. Um, 
Like some kid <laughs> shot it and I just grabbed it like a rebound. And I put it to my side and all these kids looked at me like, what is going on with this fucking crazy guy? <clears throat> and I called them around in a circle. And I said, come on, gather. Let's gather here. You need to hear this. So they're <laughs> the wisdom looking- <laughs> of Scott, the bald-headed sandwich guy. They're looking at me like this, uh, like this mother looked at me, and they're looking at each other like, "What the fuck is going on?" So, but I did get their attention. They come over, and I said, "Look, um, I was shooting at this hoop. You guys just came over and shot at the hoop. That is bad basketball etiquette. Do you understand what I'm saying here?" <laughs> you're so. You're so. You're so- <laughs> I'm teaching. I I'm, thought I'm, I was bad with kids. You're I'm like, Sir John. Guys, come here. Come on. Come come here, guys. Listen. <laughs> and you got to be cool. You can't be going, all right, gather round. Gather round. <laughs> I can't remember how I said it, but they ended up gathered around. And I told them that if somebody's shooting at a hoop and you want to play there, either you ask them to switch with you because there's a hoop yeah. right there. I could have switched. Or you ask them to play with you. Hey, do you want to play? We want to have a game. Do you want to play in our game? Um, and it took a while. Like some kids, I saw on their face the recognition. And other kids were like, they were still in disbelief that this guy grabbed their basketball and now he's lecturing them. Uh, so I, I did get through to some of the kids. The other kids, uh, no, I didn't get through. No, It was obvious. But maybe... You know, their peers will say, because when I was walking away, a couple kids were like, what? What did he say? What What was he talking about? Well, when adults talk, it's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> right. And they need like an interpreter. So one per one of them caught most of it. And then some of the other guys kind of fill it in. You remember but that? I was. Yeah. and I, But I was. I was proud of myself because uh, how many years ago? Five years ago? That would have been a faggot school incident, you know? <laughs> uh, but I've matured since then. Well, how old were these kids? Well, these kids were like in maybe fifth and sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So Because I know all the kids Emma's age. Yeah. I know all, all those kids. Uh, so these were younger kids than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So those are my... Oh, I have one more kid's story, but it, this is going to get us into the holiday stories, John. So are you ready for holiday stories? Yeah. All right. So my cousin, who lives in Algonquin, he had a holiday party. And it All was, right, you uh, can't be moving that mic around and stuff. No, I'm Come sorry. On. I'm sorry. I was just... I have like four pillows behind me, and I just. Oh my god! Why don't you lay on your side and get in the fetal position? And I hit my can, my mic, my headset with my knuckles. <laughs> so that's what, that's what made the sound. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with my knuckles. <laughs> so uh, my cousin has this party. He sends out the e invite. And I ask everybody, hey, you guys want to go? And my wife is like, well, it's Friday night at 7 o'clock, which means it's going to be late. Uh, I don't want to go. I want to keep Brody home. If if Emma wants to go, that's okay. So all week I asked Emma, do you want to go? She's like, no, I don't want to go. And then Friday rolls around and she's like, well, I'm grounded anyway, so I guess I'll go. 
So we go out to this party. Wait, why is she grounded? She's grounded because her grades. Didn't I talk to about this on the last podcast? No, her grades are are not um, are not appropriate. Up they're to not, snuff. They're not up to snuff. So, yeah. so she decides to come with me. So we go out. Uh, it's like a 45, 50 minute drive out to my cousin's, and we get there and and it's seven thirty. You know, the party's supposed yeah. to start at seven, and there's really nobody there. So we walk in and we see my cousin's wife. And like one of the first things she says is, uh, yeah, um, on the invite, uh, I, don't, yeah, I don't know if you saw, I guess you didn't see this. It said adults only. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're known for that. <laughs> I am yeah, known for that. You are. It, it makes me think about when Rick invited us. That's right. Um, to what did yeah. he invite us? Yeah, to. See the dark that? Night? Yeah, no, it wasn't the dark night. It wasn't the dark night. Sucker well, punch. No, I didn't go to that. Yeah, With, no, no, I didn't go to that. Oh, was it dark. the dark night? But it, that confuses me because he had his son at the dark night. Yeah, so, no, he didn't. There was, he, he didn't come for the dark night. It was for sucker punch. No, I didn't go to sucker punch. So it, it was for something else. Oh, Avatar. Avatar. Maybe. That's what it was. So <laughs> Rick and you're like, um, can you get me tickets to two more for my daughter and her friend? And Rick's <laughs> like, well, wait a minute, this is like a male bonding kind of outing, an adult. Okay, so in you my, two had to, you three had to sit on your own somewhere. In my defense, uh, we were coming off the dark night, which kids were. Uh, invited to, so I just assumed that kids were invited. I just assumed that Rick would have his kids there, you know. And when I assume that, you know what happens. So, but I, I am known for inviting kids to adult themed things. Yep. So we walk in. This happens, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. I may have seen it, uh, but I it didn't register. So we didn't stay very long. Uh, we just stayed long enough to say hey to everybody. Um, my aunt and uncle showed up. We said hi to them, and then we took off. So we left at, um, I don't know, 8 o'clock. We were only there for an hour. And then we drove back. Here's what we did. We drove back to Movie Co., and my daughter had seen Skyfall, but she wanted to see it again. So we saw Skyfall at Movie Co. Nice. on Friday night uh, again. How about that? So it all worked out. It's out of sight, man. It is out of sight. All right, so now we have two different segues we can go. We can go to holiday stories, because I just told kind of a holiday story. <laughs> or we can go to movies, because I just talked about Scott. I, really, I don't care, because I didn't see any movies. Because I haven't had time uh, to see movies. Let me talk about movies. I saw American History X. Have you seen this movie, John? Oh, I've seen that, yeah. <clears throat> I really liked it. I enjoyed uh, the, um, um, what is the lead? Um, he was in Fight Club. Come on. What's his name? Why does this escape me? Uh, Norton. Norton. Ed Norton. I, I enjoyed him, his performance. I enjoyed everybody's Oh, movie. yeah. Uh, there were two kind of unauthentic moments in the movie. One was when Ed Norton uh, single-handedly beat the team, the basketball team. Yeah. Um, uh, that moment. And then the other moment happened at the dinner table towards the end of the movie. I don't remember it's a, if you remember this, but it's a, a real sm- short scene. 
and it was I guess trying to explain why Ed Norton had these these beliefs about race and about white supremacy uh, how the seed was planted for that belief to grow uh, but then Ed Norton ends up in prison and he comes out of prison he no longer has those beliefs and he tries to save his younger brother uh, uh, from right from this ideology but there's a scene at the dinner table where he's with his father the whole family's there and Ed Norton mentions his professor, not his professor, but his high school teacher, and how he really, uh, he likes this high school teacher. This guy's challenging. I yeah. think he was a history teacher. Yeah. And the father starts talking about affirmative action. Yeah. And about, well, the only reason he got his job is because affirmative action, he may not have been the best qualified. Um, and so there's this whole affirmative action thing, which is a... Which is a really good debate. It's it's an interesting debate. And then at the end of his speech, uh, the N word comes out. And that's for me. That's not authentic because I grew up in a household and where where the people had those types of attitudes. I heard about it every day. Yeah. And in in this scene that they set up, they made it seem like. You really didn't hear about it. There were discussions, intelligent discussions, about affirmative action. And then this this N-word comes out at the very end of it. And it didn't seem authentic to me. Because yeah. if the fop was really like that, he would have been pounding that message. Yeah, he wouldn't kid. care about affirmative action. He would, he would have, right. uh, he would so have that, Fox Newsed it. <laughs> that's that's an excellent point, Sean, and th- and that so that was a little bit unauthentic to me. But other than that, I thought the movie was uh, it was great. It was it was uh, tragic, but it was a good yeah. movie. And I like how they use color in black and white, and um, uh, really enjoyed American History X. In addition to that, John, I saw Christmas Vacation at the theater just last night. That's why I couldn't yeah. do the podcast last night. Um, uh, I can't do it tonight. Uh, now, I've seen <laughs> Christmas Vacation at least 40 times, right? <laughs> yeah. But when I sat down at the theater, I before the movie started, I said, boy, I'm, I'm completely focused on this movie, where before I see it on video and the family's there yeah. or, or it's on TV. And I wonder if I'm going to catch stuff that I've never seen before. And there were things that I've I never, always do. I don't remember seeing um, in the 40 previous times that I've seen this movie. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, hey, here's but, here's one tidbit I never noticed until maybe a year ago. The two old men are sleeping. They're kind of like napping where the women are all in the kitchen or something they're or, I mean they might be in the same room they're they're making a like a gingerbread house or something and um the two grandpas are sleeping they're like snoring away and on the television there's like a a parade going on right mm-hmm. and <laughs> you hear in the background the guy says Oh, look, there's the nutcracker. Well, where's the nuts? Maybe it's too cold for the nuts. There are the nuts. You know, yes. kind of a... Yes. You, did you pick up on that? 
That is one of the things that I picked up on that I, I don't remember ever picking up on before. Uh, but, the, yeah, there was a comment about the nutcracker float and um, the missing nuts. And there are the nuts. <laughs> and But it was it's cold. maybe it's too cold out for the nuts. <laughs> Something like that. There's this nuts joke. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing about your nuts. No, your might, nuts. Might have been. <laughs> But yeah, so that that's one of the things that I in the forty previous viewings I had never seen, but I picked up when I when you have to be focused on the movie because you're sitting in the theater watching the movie. So that's interesting, and it makes me think about all the. I guess when I'm I'm at home and I watch a movie, um, I pay attention. But if usually when we see Christmas Vacation, we just put it on and we're doing stuff like right. we're. We're wrapping presents or we're decorating the tree or whatever. So we're not paying full attention to that. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what else? So uh, one other thing. I, I have to mention this. I ran into somebody that has not seen. So uh, the the newer Star Trek is going to come out, right? Right. So in was it 2010 or 2009, they rebooted Star Trek. Right. With Chris Pine and uh, uh, who's what's Spock's name? Zachary Quinto. Yeah, Zachary Quinto. And that was one of the best movies of that year, in my opinion. Yeah. And it was an excellent reboot, and it was a, a great way to turn that series around and start over. Uh, actually, when I listened to 170, we'd give our Star Trek review in episode 170. Yeah. And I ran into somebody that has not seen that movie. Can you believe that? Who did not see that movie? I, I don't want to say. I don't want to embarrass this person even further. But they are a person that loves movies. They are... <laughs> what am I listening to? This, this person loves movies and has not seen that movie. I'm a doctor. What am I, a doctor or a moon shuttle conductor? I am a doctor. Me, I'm a doctor. I'm a scientist. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. (laughs) (laughs) It's a patient. Heal it. Yeah, so uh, I I told this person. Yeah. Look, listen. You need to see that movie. No ifs, ands, or buts. Because the new one's coming out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dark something. Looks pretty cool. Um, well, I hope it's good because the the first one was really, really good. I hope it's good. And um, and the rebooting, uh, well, it's like a Mad Max four. I just saw that today yeah. with uh, the guy who played Tom Bane. Hardy. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to a guy in the office today, and I said, "Oh, dude, Mad Max. There's like a version four. He goes. What the hell's Mad Max? I go, you've never seen The Road Warrior? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think maybe I've heard of it. You never heard of Mad Max? Mel Gibson is Mad Max? No, no. Is it a cool movie? <laughs> uh, what? What the fuck? Okay. Kids today, right? Kids. He's in his 30s. In his 30s, yeah. That's so many movies sad. I've recommended to him that he has not seen. He comes back, dude, that fucking movie was great. 
Right on. I just tell them, fuck you! <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. what else did you notice? What else? Uh, what did I notice? Well, I didn't take notes. The one thing that I noticed is uh, the very opening, they do that song and there's animation with Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I've never, ever watched that because I watched that. I can't really remember, but I was like, yeah, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> That's all I remember. You didn't like it? <laughs> no. No. When he goes down the Christmas lights, doesn't get electrocuted. Um, there's a part that I... There's a couple of parts. One, that it fucking cracks me up every single time. Now, one of your favorite parts is when uh, he says, uh, Hey, kids, uh... They said they saw Santa Claus. A couple pilots said they said Santa Claus. And Randy Quaid goes, Are you serious, Clark? Right. And he's got that right. look on his face. Uh, but there's um, two parts for me that fucking, they lay me out every time. The one is when he kicks the ladder out and he hits the tree and he realizes he just saved his life. So he kicks himself back to the house and then we <laughs> and he spins around he the ladder. Spins around the ladder, and then he does this thing with his hand. With his hand, yeah. He goes back and forth. I don't know what the fuck that is, but <laughs> just thinking about it kills me. The other part is when he's putting the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Cousin Eddie comes over and he's talking to him. You know, Clark, uh, and he's talking about his kids and and he's real serious about his his daughter getting kicked in the or no uh, daughter uh, somebody pi- doing pixie dust in the tilt the whirl and now he's guessing to wait for the yak woman or something and he goes over to that stupid little. I remember when I was a kid, you can. Uh, we didn't have them. The rich kids had them. These stupid little pinwheel things that a candle, you would light a candle underneath and it would spin. The heat would make this little fan go around and, and then there would be like a little scene that would move. And he goes up and he goes to spin it and he knocks all the blades off of the fucking fan and he just keeps walking. <laughs> right, it's like he was these for everyone, and right. uh, and and Clark comes over and he's trying to put them all back together, and then uh, Randy Quaid says something stupid and he drops them all. Are you okay? Yes, I concur. Those uh, those make me laugh all the time. Um, I just and, don't. And, and here's what gets me: Randy Quaid's profile. He's standing there. He looks just like you, man. <laughs> when he's standing there looking at him really close to his face with his chin sticking out, wearing that stupid dicky in the white sweater. With the, with, the sim, with the simian arm? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? No, but his face. He's got the oh, exact just his nose face. and chin. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'd say to my kids, doesn't that look like Uncle Scott? Yeah, except he's got more hair, Dad. Well, the the movie really doesn't start for me until Eddie shows up. Um, right, and, and he's the star of that movie, that character. Like he he 
unemployed for seven years because he's holding out for a management position and <laughs> um, and the, and just the way he he knocks that thing over and like you said he just keeps walking like he doesn't give a shit about knock he's like <laughs> well i guess that's effective and he, he just keeps goes on he's not like oh shit i'm sorry which would be a normal reaction right and about the the metal plate in his head. Yeah. And, no, and no, he's was probably not, just he used to piss himself, yeah. and it's plastic now. <laughs> no, but he just probably knows and true to trash. <laughs> and my kid's favorite part is where he's uh, Eddie. Is there a problem with the dog? Uh, what? No, who? He's just yakking out about. <laughs> he got it off. <laughs> That movie is is classic. It's classic. I, it's a great movie, no, no doubt, hands down. I love that movie. But there's one part where he asks Rusty to go to the garage and grab the Santa and the and the reindeer, and Rusty comes walking out and he and he goes, uh, I don't know if he says, I couldn't find the snowman. Don't worry put that stuff right there it's in the basement we'll get it later and he drops the reindeer and you could clearly see one of the reindeer's legs break off (laughs) i've never noticed that (laughs) yes it's in there yeah but i discovered that on my second viewing of the movie out of the hundred thousand i've seen it the one blooper that i noticed is uh when the squirrel shows up and they're all hiding behind the wall, and Clark's like, where's Eddie? He usually eats these things. Yeah. Uh, Eddie's uh, wife is, from one angle, she's got her arm around Clark's son. Yeah. But from another angle, her arm is at her side. Yeah. That's the blooper I've noticed. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, my two favorite holiday movies are hands down. Thanksgiving is always planes, trains, and automobiles, but my kids can't see that. Although I found, and I wish they would release a version, uh, because the only part where it's it's rated R is when he he says, fuck, 19 or 18 times, and she says it the 19th. And they they have an edited version that works perfectly. I mean, it's not nearly as funny, but it works perfectly. They have one for television where they edited it so well that it looks like they made it that way. And maybe they did. What does he end up saying instead of fuck? I don't remember. Um, But she ended up saying, you're screwed. But it didn't look like she said, you're fucked. She said, you're screwed. Mm. And... uh, he he said a Toyota, a Datsun, a da da da, a da da da, a da da da, but he didn't say the f word. So maybe they like panned away from him while all those those words were coming out, and they came back to him as he concluded the sentence without an f word. But uh, I wish there was. I looked around on the internet to see if because there's there's some people out there that actually change up the film a little bit to make it you know more parental friendly. Or family friendly, uh, which I did find a, a guy who's who's working on all the Star Wars films, um, like where he you can't find the Star Wars movie without Jabba the Hutt and all that shit in uh, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. 
he's actually recreated it in the actual the way it should have been uh, released. Um, nice. Yeah, I have a copy of it. He's working on uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back. That copy is it free? Is it freely yeah. available? Yeah, it's downloadable. There's, downloadable. Yeah, it's it's downloadable. Uh, you can put it on your iPad. It's free. Um, there's uh, there's no. I I don't know if there's any because he doesn't get hassled from Lucasfilm or anything because. I think Lucas is kind of cool with all the fan versions of the films, uh, so he's fine with it. So there's never any legal repercussions, um, as long as nobody's trying to sell it. You know, they're just leaving it out there for free, and it's not a. I don't think it's a like a Blu-ray version. It's a pretty decent. It's a. I think it's a 720p version. Um, but now this guy's concerned because he, um, what is it? Disney owns it now, the franchise, the whole Lucas, right? So he's a little concerned that he might get some uh, some legal pushback, action. legal pushback from that or something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the the page. Anyway. All right, John. Uh, moving on. So that was all the movies I've seen. Still watching Breaking Bad. Uh, I'm on the second season. Second season? Yeah. That's good. I recommend that if you haven't seen that. That's good. Um, all right. Holiday stories, John. Holiday stories. Do you have some holiday stories you can share with us? Um, no. But uh, the page that I liked on Facebook was called Star Wars Revisited the Saga. There you go, FYI. Star Wars Revisited. And, 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 what he, and what the guy does is he, fix, like, he fixes like laser blasts and stuff from the original film where when Vader and Obi-Wan are fighting, where they're, when they touch blades, they should have sparked and they didn't, so they fix that. And you can't even tell. I mean, it's so well and professionally done. They actually are building models, too, to add more TIE fighters and scenes, and it's pretty cool. Anyway. Yeah, Sounds I, pretty cool. I don't have any... Sounds like a lot of work. I don't have any stories. The only stories, like, I have is we have, like, 20 people over for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And my wife usually does... She, like, last year, she did a beef tenderloin. That fucking thing was $160, right? Yeah, yeah. Omaha Steaks, or where'd you get it? No, she got it from a butcher. Mm-hmm. Right from a butcher. So she went to the butcher in, right in your town. Always goes to that guy. And uh, he set it up for us and tied it for us and everything. And it was fucking fantastic. It's basically a beef tenderloin, as you know, is where all the filet mignons come from. Right. And they tie it up in a certain way so it'll be uh, in a, like a big, long tube. Normal beef tenderloins look like a baseball bat. They're long on, they're wide on one end, and then they get skinny on the other and usually use that tenderloin pieces for stew. But the larger end is where it's really awesome, and that's where you get your filet from. So 
in a big tube. It's it's great. I mean, it was so fucking good. I said, "Are you getting it again?" And then, well, I had no idea. She spent 160 bucks on it. So instead, it's a beef roast and ham. But usually, she goes mental. She's got, you know, the beef, the ham, a turkey, all these side dishes. And as soon as people show up, uh, I'm expected to do the entertaining and get people drinks. So I'm, and you know, I made the mistake of one year just making a bunch of holiday martinis. Mm-hmm. Now that's the expectation every year. And stupid me, I don't like pre-make them. I'm, I, you know, they're, uh, they're made to order. So you order something. I'm in the kitchen trying to get this shit going. So I have no opportunity to help my wife. And nobody else pitches in. They all just kind of laze around on the couch, except for one guy who wasn't there last year. And it's usually my brother-in-law's uh, partner. He'll usually help out with a lot of stuff. Uh so by the time I finally sit down to like relax, I am got full sweat going on because I'm running around getting drinks, and then it's time to serve the food, and then we sit down and we finally eat, and then people want drinks afterwards, and I'm making them. So I I gotta stop doing that. I gotta stick with you know what? I'll make a gallon of whatever it is. And then I'll just hit the button on the bottom of it, and here's your fucking martini. I'm not. I'm not going to go for making them by hand like I did. I made like four different kinds last year. I had a pumpkin pie martini. I had a key lime pie martini. I had a candy cane martini. I had a Jolly Rancher martini going. Uh, nice. I think I had a caramel apple. Martini. And now I That's a lot I, of work. Yeah, well, I know there's going to be that expectation. Hey, can you do that chocolate cherry martini? You always do. No, oh, no, no. Well, I found out going to Binnie's uh, last week that uh, they make a bunch of these things, like an eggnog martini in a bottle already. So I just got to pour it in the shaker. Shake it. Looks like I made it. Really? It's got the alcohol already? It's, ever, it? it's all in it. Nice. They got an eggnog, peppermint, candy cane one, uh, uh, a chocolate eggnog one, and they're like seven bucks for a, uh, a fifth. Hold on. What's up? We didn't. All right. Well, it's time for bed. Close the door behind you. Yeah, that was my son. Um, yeah, while you were talking about that, John, I was uh, going through the TTN Facebook page, and something else we have we have more TTN news. Um, Freak Show and Tell is a new show by uh, uh, TTN friend uh, Professor Tom. John. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. Uh, I so liked you, we, it. Well, you've seen the post, but from what I understand, this is a new show, right? It's yeah. a new show. So he posted some dates here, and I was waiting. You know, VVX has a page, and they can send out events. 
Right. Why is not why right. Professor Tom is not sending out events? I don't know. Because if he sent out an event, I could uh, share it with my friends. But uh, he posted some dates here. Um, oh, I see. December 14th, 15th. Right. 27th, 28th, 29th, yeah. January 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, so uh, let me know if you're available for one of those. We'll go check out Professor wow. Tom. He's going real free market there. Pay what you think it's worth. Right. So I, we saw his his uh, other show, and we we really enjoyed that. We took Rick with us. Yeah. Um, so if you can get out one of those nights, let me know, and we'll go check out uh, his new show, and we'll pay what we think it's worth. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, so Professor Tom used to be the radio host and producer of Kinky Sex Radio. I don't think he does that anymore. No, does that he? was like twelve years ago. <laughs> twelve, <laughs> and he was like our first celebrity guest, John. Um, remember I, that? I, yeah, I, I was looking at old pictures from. Uh, I had to pick him up at the train station and bring yeah. him over. And I remember you had were we were in the studio at that time, right? I had two bottles of wine. You still had concerns about, we don't know this guy. Yeah, he's going to kill us. <laughs> like, so hey, I let man, you drive. I'm <laughs> picking him up, all right? I'll, I'll size him up. And if he's a problem, I'll just come back by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but we met at uh, Bennigan's, which doesn't exist anymore, but it was right by the train station that he got off at. And uh, I met him at the bar. We talked for like 10 minutes. I sized him up, and I'm like, hey, this guy's all good. Brought him back to the studio. And uh, so, like, that would be interesting to, I don't know if it's a good show or not, but to uh, look back at that show and maybe repost yeah. that show when we can't do a show, give some Professor Tom history uh, as well as TTN history. See what I'm saying there? Right, yeah. 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 All right, I'm, try, I'm trying to actually find. I used to have the Professor Tom theme song. Yes, here it is. This is the song that we played with Professor Tom after I had two bottles of wine, and I don't know, it was maybe two in the morning or Hold something. On. You're playing drums. Professor Tom's playing guitar. Guitar, and you're playing and bass. Bass. Okay, here we go. Nice. <laughs> so when so when he did call in and stuff, I would play. I mean, it would help if he told you what he was going to play. He just started playing right a bunch of chords, and you're like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom. but John, I'm so musically gifted. I yeah. knew what the chords were, and so I just. <laughs> I just mimic well, that would be that's good. You can you can play the gig I'm playing on the 23rd of February at the track. Oh, you got a gig on the 23rd. Yeah. Who who's that with? So we got this uh new bass player. He's not new. He's Steve, the guy I played with before. Right. And we have the singer Julie and Tommy on guitar and 
uh, I end up showing up. I, I've been, you know, rehearsing with them on Thursday nights, and this is the second time we get together. Uh, Steve says, hey, man, send me the tunes, and I'll come out a Thursday night. I said, so, okay. So I sent him the songs. A week later, he says, yeah, I'm good for this Thursday. He comes out. We jam. He's like, yeah, it's cool. I'll be back next Thursday. Uh, Next Thursday comes. His back is killing him. He can't do it. The Thursday after that, which was last Thursday, I'm completely late. I mean, I got to be there at 730. I didn't get off of work until quarter to seven. I'm trying to fly home because I had to pick up something to bring with me. And I get a train and I finally end up there at like quarter after eight. So they're already playing. And there's this this kind of elderly couple sitting there, not quite retirement age, older than me. And they're just they're sitting there, and this is in the basement of a hair salon. So the basement looks like any typical, you know, junky old basement, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just sitting on some old office chairs that were sitting down there, and they're not really facing the band. They're kind of sitting off to the side. And I've seen this before. Customers come down while, after they're getting their hair done. They listen to us jam. And uh, they're they're in the middle of a song. They're jamming away, singing keyboards are being played. And I throw my stuff down, and I just jump in in the middle of the song. We play a, cu- a couple of tunes. We play Aretha Franklin, Respect. We play, um, I can't remember, Pat Benatar. We play some uh, um, Miranda Lambert. And we get done. And this couple gets up and says, hey, we got to go. Great job. What are you guys doing on February 23rd? Oh, uh, nothing. Well, hey, we'd like you to play for this benefit at the track at Mr. D's Sports Bar. Uh, it's a Mardi Gras event. You guys are phenomenal. How long have you been playing together? About two weeks. What? Oh, you guys got the gig. So it's a $1,000 gig. Sweet. Uh, so I tell the wife, okay, make sure put me down on the calendar February 23rd. I got a gig. What is it's, that, a Saturday? It's a Saturday, I think. It's a grand. And uh, two days later, I get a text from the bass player. Ah, man, I feel really bad. You need to call me right now. Um, I can't do the gig. I got a, I got a scheduling conflict. Uh, here's what he says. Hey, I've got a conflict with that Feb date. Apparently, my wife booked a trip for Christmas present, unbeknownst to me. Uh, the other night, we what we what do we do in order to change the reservation she made? It cost three hundred bucks. I can try to find a sub. Call me when you get a chance. I feel terrible about this. And sure enough, it was a surprise gift for him. The wife had to divulge it. And we don't have a bass player for the gig right as we get one. And I, I got to tell you, we're, you know, Steve and I play really solid together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really made a difference. I mean, we we're bringing in bass player after bass player, and it, it just wasn't connecting no matter what we did. You know, we did a kind of a blues thing with a guy. He was really good, but he wasn't interested. Uh, and then one guy was really interested, but he couldn't remember the songs. So we had, you know, like three, four bass players come through. 
and Steve comes in, and the first time we play four songs in a row, no mistakes. It sounds great. The singer's totally intimidated because now she's like, holy shit, I got a real band backing me up. I got to get my shit together. She comes back prepared to sing, and now he's got to do something. So now I got to find a bass player. So I was thinking maybe I'll call Phil, or I'll call Chuck, or maybe Roy from Volpe's band. Because, uh, I mean, it pays like 250 bucks, Right. I could call Scott. Oh, no, he doesn't play bass anymore. Well, did you call those other guys yet? No. Why not? Well, because I just found out on yesterday, Monday Today. or Tuesday, Monday. and I've been working. I haven't had time to, I you know, you know, you forget, you forget, and then you start talking about it. Oh shit! All right. Well, you're going to call all those other guys, yeah. right? And if they can't do it, and you absolutely need to play a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> Then you can call me after you send me the set list. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll let you know. How about I send it to you now? Okay. Just in case. There's only like two songs, maybe three, that are kind of difficult. You know, Respect, it'll remind you of that that Gloria Gaynor song we used to play. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Where you play very well on your fingers because it has kind of a, a vibe to it. But you could get away with playing the, um, uh, what's that chick from American Idol? I have Kelly my... Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, her version Kelly of Clarkson. Respect. And um, and I think there's a Joss Stone tune that's, it's really easy, but there's like a lick in there. And then the only other, the Miranda Lambert one is real easy. I but wouldn't I'll, have to sing backup, would I? No. No, mm-hmm. and right, um, yeah. yeah, and it'll be you know some of the songs you already know. Tom Petty, the Pretenders. Right. We do a couple of Pretenders songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's the name of this band? Well, uh, we've been throwing that around. Right now, they've been calling it Modern Elixir, which I don't like. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Uh, the girl's name is Julie, and. It's only like her night out. She's allowed to, you know, jam because she's got kids. Mm. So I thought of calling it Julie's Night Out with a K. And, uh, you know, you have the band, you know, J- Julie's Night Out, and it would be JKO, mm-hmm. like AKC, you know, kind of get it, throw like an acronym thing in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was my thing. All right, man. Send me the list. Uh, yeah, but then ask those other guys first, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right, moving on, John, to holiday. Well, I, I asked. Well, you know, I could ask Scott if you want, and, and Tommy's like, no, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? No, no, I'm kidding. No, come on. He no, really said no. that? No, he didn't say that. Uh, you know, because I, as part of this <laughs> this old uh, iPod classic, when I, I put it on shuffle, I hear old TTN episodes, but I also hear uh, old AKC, yeah. not old, but, but the practice songs right. that we recorded. And some of them are kind of shitty, but some of them are really good. Yeah. And when I listen to them, I think uh, the first thought I have is, 
you and I were a really good rhythm section. Yeah. For what we were trying to accomplish with with uh, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's the key right there, isn't it? Yes. I think so. With Canon Court. With Canon Court, yeah. Yeah. I told you from day one, it's all about him. So you got to, you know, it's going to be a wild ride. And you didn't even see half the ride it used to be. Uh, that was that was totally tepid, that ride. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it's probably one of the best things that he, he really enjoyed playing. You know, there was some times where his personal life outside of playing would kind of creep into what we were doing it would make it would make it tough but um i think that he enjoyed that of the three of us the most out of all the other incarnations of akc that he ever ever played with so just for that so i got that going for me right yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hey band name generator green comes to town scott or how about Gary C creatures? How about we had we came up with band names on the show like uh, the Roman Polanskis. That's a great oh, band yeah. name. How about that one? Bedridden in reverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twerpy young adults. Oh, sticking on music news. So in addition to all this crap, not crap, all this stuff that I get to hear on my iPod that I haven't touched in three years. Um, I The only album I have is the Webster's album, the the last one. Yeah. So I've been listening to that. And, and they're so good. Why aren't they... I don't know. Why aren't they more popular than just a Chicago band? I don't know. But then uh, I remember on Facebook, I, I think I like the Webster's page, but I never get invites to any Webster gigs. Why is that? I need to know when the Websters are playing because I want to see them again. You know, they don't play that often. Mm. So I it's get, a s- special event. Yeah, but I did get one from them recently. Uh, but when they do, it's not it's not very often. It's not like a VVX. Um, actually, I don't see the latest one. Um, but when they, you know, um, when we saw him that one time, it was a very short engagement. But Stefan C got to see him, which he yes. was very happy about. Mm-hmm. And we drank whiskey out of plastic cups. <laughs> Right, and you spent all my money again. <laughs> You're I like did. a d- fucking date. It's like a date with you. Like it's like the bad girlfriend that just like hangs around with everyone else, drinking her boyfriend's booze. I went on a cruise once. It, once it was my honeymoon. We went on this cruise, and did I ever tell the story about my honeymoon. I don't think so. Speaking of holiday stories, this would. This would qualify, this would fit, wouldn't it? Right? It's like Die Hard yeah. is a Christmas movie. So, you know, the, my wife sets up the whole thing. We, we, you remember our wedding? It was, it was very, you know, casual. It was outside. Yeah, um, it was shorts. Yeah, and a tie. 
And a tie, yeah. A and, denim shirt and with a tie. <laughs> denim shirt, exactly, and your and your Doc Martens. Mm-hmm. And uh, so afterwards, you know, we get over to O'Hare and we fly into, uh, I don't know if it was Miami or what, because I was so fucking drunk. And we just make it onto our boat. We took a, not a carnival, but uh, what's the other, Royal Caribbean cruise. I had never been on a cruise. You ever been on a cruise, Scott? I have never. I have no interest. I'm sorry. Is this story boring you? I'm sorry. Are you tired? I am kind of tired, but the story is not boring me at all. But I have no interest in a cruise in my unless story. It, was, it was a small ship, and uh, it was either the Caribbean or Alaska. Why is that? Why is what? Why, why wouldn't you want to go on a cruise? As far as the cruise and the big ship, yeah. I have no interest in that. Um, I just hear stories about the food lines and the... Oh, no, that's not true. That's not even close. And then you hear stories about people going on cruises and never being heard from again. <laughs> like, like, my assumption is they get in some sort of a disagreement with one of the cruise <laughs> workers. And they don't do background checks on the cruise workers, right? So let's say you have a problem with... Uh, do they have servers or is it buffet style? How does that work? No. Is it no. servers? Do you have a server? Dude, on a big cruise like that, the crew, well, first of all, all your food is paid for. So you, there's right. no pay. The only thing you pay for is drinks. And they're really trying to push the drinks on you the whole time. They want you fucking completely intoxicated. And they're expecting a decent tip. No right. doubt about it. You give them a decent tip, you get that off right off the bat, you give a tip to the guy who takes care of your room and stuff, and... Uh, and you're and, golden. And you're golden. They're- you just you just got to be prepared to have, you know, not cash, just credit, card, whatever, and your drinks are basically... Your drinks you pay for at the end of the cruise, so you get a bill. Like, we got a $400 bill at the end of the cruise, but you take care of your your peeps, and they take care of you. That's that's the only rule you got to follow, really. Right. And if you don't, they may throw you overboard at two a.m. <laughs> and you may never be heard right. from again. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that happens ever. But that anyway. happens. <laughs> you see news stories like that all the time. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, not on my cruise. Anyway. So we get on this this boat. I've never been on one before, and we walk uh, into it, and it's like walking into the the you know the uh, lobby of a hotel. It's fucking gigantic, and we got this awesome room. We got a, a room with a private veranda, and I'm thinking all the rooms are like this, right? Well, I saw some of the rooms. I went and like walked around. And I got to see some of the rooms, and there's rooms in the middle of the boat that have no portal. So it's four walls, a door, and a bed. And and the bathroom is so fucking small. Now, my shower, I, I, I'm a little bigger now than I was then. My shower was so small in my big, like, stateroom. We had, like, a suite that I had to soap up. Rinse off, then walk out of the shower and back into the shower to rinse off the other side. 
That's how small the shower was. And our room was pretty big. So I could see if you're a little claustrophobic, you don't want to get a room in the middle of the ship, one of those little tiny rooms. Now, everybody says that's the the way to go uh, because you don't spend any time in there anyway. You just sleep there. Um, The rest of the time, you're out on the deck and doing everything. But I got seasick. And how I got seasick, Scott, was I made the mistake of looking at the railing and the horizon and watching it go up and down super slow. I thought, wow, that's cool, you know? The boat's, like, actually rocking. But the boat's so fucking big that it, the sea swells up and down, and the boat, it, it lists left and right, and it's very subtle. And I just started getting fucking nauseous to the point where I'm like, all right, honey, I, I, I'm going to go back to the room for a little while. <laughs> While she stayed out in the 110 degree heat because it was in the middle of July in the Bahamas and uh, and suntanned and everything, little did I know the whole time, all they're doing is the food is coming left and right constantly all day long. And uh, wow, I was like, well, that's great. Actually, this might be better. So I felt a little seasick. I started staying back on the deck during the day and drinking Bahama Mamas and was started really enjoying these uh, lunch buffets that they had out there and then they'd have another buffet with fruit later in the day and then you'd get dressed up and you would have dinner in a formal dining room. So we sit down at our formal dinner table the first night we actually had dinner and uh there's like 10 of us at this table, which is okay, you know. I don't really like that kind of... I'm not really into the the communal table kind of thing, community-type seating. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I'll deal with it. And then people start lighting up fucking cigarettes. Ugh. And I, I'm glaring at my wife across the table because I'm like, as soon as we get back, I'm going to choke the fuck out of that travel agent. I specifically told her, no smoking table. So we're sitting there, and I call the waitress over, and I'm like, hey, listen, server, whatever you want to call it. Look. Look. Hey, I'm not trying to make a scene or anything, but we were supposed to be at a non-smoking table. Oh, we'll move you now. No, let's not make a big deal of it tonight. We'll do it later. So we're sitting there, and they're smoking away, and our food's coming. And another couple had done the same gesture. They gestured over. They said it was the wrong table. They got up. They left. And this couple from Connecticut or New Jersey show up. And they sit down. And the chick is lights her cigarette up. And she starts going mental about how she was just at a non-smoking table. And I lit my cigarette up. And you'd think, what the fuck is this bitch doing? You know, they're looking at me. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. This is the worst night ever. So I have a couple of martinis, uh, some wine. I ate almost everybody's escargot because nobody wanted it, which is snails. Uh, and I started having a great time at this with this group. 
Well, the rest of the trip, we all hung out together and went to the bars and went to the casino and went to a show. And uh, I was telling you how like you're this this date that, that I take and you take all my stuff and then and then you leave me to hang out with cool people or something, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happened. This one guy. He had two tickets to go on a cruise, and he was stalking this chick in the office. (laughs) She finally agreed to go on the cruise with him, Uh, but they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. There's no sex, and he was kind of creepy looking, and she was kind of cute, and uh, she spent most of her nights banging the, the, the crew. And, uh, yeah, so that's what that kind of reminded me of. But I got to say, the cruise was one of the best times I ever had. We kept in touch with a couple of the people we met for years after. Uh, We fell out of touch with them. And two of them, the two obnoxious ones that came to the table, one was an art teacher, the other was some sort of school teacher. I don't remember. Uh, but we had a great time, and I would encourage you, Scott. Uh, I mean, you got to check it out because some of them, like you say, are pretty bad, but some are really good. And Alaska, Royal Caribbean goes to Alaska quite a bit, and I I thought they were a really fantastic cruise line. All right, yeah. I don't know if I had anything really anecdotal about this. I thought, you know, you started. <laughs> I was going to really, like, I was going to deliver something, right? You started out and you said it's kind of a holiday story, and I was waiting <laughs> for that part of it. And well, then you mentioned, well, we stay in touch with some people, and you know what? One time they came to my holiday party. I thought maybe no, that would be fine. No. Yeah. It turned out to be a really great time. Uh, the. Um, we met two girls, uh, Claire and Bernadette, and what happened was Claire was getting married, and she met a dude at her hen party and banged him. So she came back after her fiancé was at a stag party and said, look, I cheated on you at my bachelorette party, basically. I don't think we should get married because I'm kind of a fuck up. And he said, well, I bought these tickets for a cruise and a trip around the Bahamas, Italy, Belize, whatever. Why don't you just take them and take a friend, have a good time? So that couple was just two girls that we met. They were they bought us a shot, which was Sambuca. We introduced them to tequila. They were from Great Britain, Scott, the UK, rather. And... Um, and then the rest of the group, I only remember the other six people. There were other people that kind of fell off from the group after a while. But the six of us, uh, there seven, uh, eight of us rather, stayed together the whole trip. And it was really a fantastic trip. I wasn't into it at first because I was so seasick. But uh, they made it really awesome. And uh, I, I got to encourage uh, doing that. But the w- one thing I remember was this one girl was convinced to go with this guy and the whole time she was off he paid for everything she was off banging you know pursers and and bellhops and all this shit on the deck and smoking pot and all this stuff because you when you get go to the bahamas they're trying to sell you weed everywhere you go they walk past you something for the head something for the head something for the head 
so the guy who who that happened to uh, he actually um, uh, got a bargain right because he paid for this and he found out what type of person she really was before yeah. he he invested more time before he and money. ruined his right. life right so All right. But anyways, I, I tried to cheer him up all the time. I'm like, look, you don't have to hang with her. Just come with us, you know? My wife and I, are, we're going to go over to the to the island, and we're going to do some snorkeling and whatnot. She's just going to lay in the sun. You and I, we could do stuff, you know, whatever. Yeah, thanks, man. No, yeah. I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> okay. Maybe she, you know, I didn't see her at the end of the trip. She could have been one of the ones that, you know, ended up like, you know, that wood that doesn't float. Yeah. Natalie Wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, does that wrap up your cruise story? <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst, wasn't it? <laughs> no. All right. We have an email. Oh, I, I learned a lot. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, email. All right, we have an email, Scott. I, I had this up for the last 20 minutes. Johnny in Japan, you know what he says? No, what does he say? He says, gents, I lost my shit when I heard Scott's story about his daughter kicking him in the nuts. <laughs> I lost mine, too. <laughs> I had to stop what I was doing at work and take time out because I couldn't focus due to the gut-breaking laughter that I was trying madly to keep silent. Fucking hats off to you, gents, for once again uh, making me my workday bearable. Keep rocking the inner tubes. Johnny in Japan, and he's at the www.thesplitinc.com. There you have it. Yeah, Johnny in Japan. We haven't heard from him in a while. No, he used to. He called in once. Didn't yeah. He? yeah, yeah. After the earthquake and all that, remember? Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Well, I'm glad he's still listening and getting uh, a uh, kick out of. Well, uh, yeah, we didn't hear from Bambi Jones for how long? And all of a sudden, bam! There she is, yeah. Bambi Jones. Right on on the show. Right on, John. All right. <laughs> Do we have any other email? No. Any other? All right, so moving on to Christmas stories, I'd like you to play some holiday music in the background, if you will. Add to the ambiance of my Christmas stories. So what I'm going to do is uh, look back and reflect on all the holiday memories that I've had and select, I'm going to select two of them for your listening pleasure. How about that, John? (laughs) So my first Christmas story... I'm going to save the best for last. So the first Christmas story I'm going to talk about is, um, interestingly, I think this these two stories I'm going to tell involve the same Christmas Eve party. So the Christmas Eve party was in Algonquin at my aunt and uncle's house. And so the first story is I brought uh, my girlfriend at the time, her name was Kim, and we drove out there, and we were hanging out with the family, and Kim had some uh, weed, so we went to the garage <laughs> to smoke some weed, and we got caught. Oh, no. So, but the, here's the interesting thing. We got caught by my aunt, 
And my aunt is one of the biggest pot smokers that I know. Yeah. In the history of the world. So she catches us and we offered her and she said no, turned around, went back in and told on us. Oh, that's just slow. On Christmas Eve. That's I just not don't cool. un- Isn't it about giving? I mean, we were giving. We wanted to give. Yes, yeah. come and share some with us. No. Thank you. Turned around, walked in, told everybody. They're smoking weed in the garage. <laughs> yeah. Your nephew. Right. On Christmas Eve. Come oh, on. That's brutal. It is brutal. But we really didn't care. Yeah. Uh, so we come back in and we got the giggles and we want to <laughs> eat Doritos, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> and so the rest of the evening, they were just looking at the two of us like, yeah, see what happens. You see what happens when you smoke. Yeah. The- you smoked them the doob, the married the, that's why they call it dope. Look at these two right here. These two dopes. <laughs> that's why <laughs> That's why they call it dope. So now um and and I I I can't remember, but I think that this was the same Christmas Eve. So this is I'm going back thirty no, twenty twenty eight years. Now at the time I had a job at um O'Hare Airport. Let me correct that. O'Hare International Airport, John. Yeah, international. Um, That's right. And my job, I don't know if you know this, John, but I was a, um, what would you call me? I was a... (laughs) A douchebag handler. (laughs) I was a information distributor. I distributed... Wait a minute. I distributed information. That's like the... That's like... uh, What the... No. That's like saying you're... uh, You know, you work at an ice cream parlor and you're like an ice cream cone engineer. What what is that? What is it really called? A Uh, mailman? A paper boy, I guess. Paper boy! I delivered Sun-Times at O'Hare. So there were three runs. There was the... uh, I had to be there at 5 a.m. to deliver the morning run. Then there was an afternoon run at 1 p.m. And then the evening run at 5 p.m. So I was the guy that pushed the cart around with papers on them. And I put the new papers in the box that you'd put a quarter in. Yeah. And I would take the old ones out. That was my job. So on that job, I met uh, Tom Petty. I met Steve That's a Garvey. Good job, yeah. I met Hulk Hogan. I met Michael Jordan. I met uh, Orlando Woolridge, um, and I met Sybil Shepherd. Nice. Sybil Shepherd, model, actress, movie actress, TV actress. Um, at the time I met her, she was on a series called Moonlighting with Bruce Willis. Yes. That was Bruce Willis's first uh, role I, uh, that you got to know Bruce Willis. The stories I remember, he was like a bartender, and then uh, he got this role in Moonlighting, and then he became Bruce Willis, a big movie star. So it was Your Chris- wife kind of looks like Sybil Shepard, doesn't she? Yes, she's been told that before. So... Um, on Christmas Eve, I'm working the evening run, so I'm there, it's like 5 p.m. or 6 p.m., and I am in an area, it's it's like a big round room, and this round room has four different hallways you can go down, and I'm filling the, the boxes in this room, 
and Sybil Shepherd is there. And I see Sybil Shepherd, and I'm like, that's Sybil Shepherd. That's cool. I can add her to the list of celebrities that I've seen. And I go about doing my work. I put the papers in, I get the old ones out. And a woman says to me, Excuse me. And I turn around, and it's Sybil Shepherd. Yeah. And she says, Excuse me, can you tell me how to get to the O'Hare Hilton? And the O'Hare Hilton is a Hilton uh, 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 hotel right on the airport. It's not, you don't have to right. get into a cab. You it's can right walk. across the street. Yeah, so where I'm at, I'm underground, I'm under the street. We're already under and past the street. And I just have to tell her which hallway to go down. Yeah. You want to go down that hallway, you want to take a left, you want to take the elevators up one flight, and you're going to be at the O'Hare Hilton lobby. So I tell her that. And she says, thank you. And I, I hesitate. So while she's asking me this question, I'm thinking to myself, it's Christmas Eve. Why is she at the O'Hare Hilton? And I'm going to a Christmas Eve party in Algonquin at my uncle's. Yeah. So I tell her where to go. And I turn back to do my job. And it was like a split second. And then I turn back to her. And I say, excuse me. I'm going to a Christmas Eve party with my family in Algonquin. I would love it if you would join me and spend Christmas Eve with me and my family. <laughs> I would have kicked thing, you in the balls. Because the other thing is, um, one of the thoughts I had is, why did she approach me of all people, yeah. right? And for whatever reason, confirmation bias, cognitive dissonance, it never occurred to me that she approached me because I work there and I probably know my way around. <laughs> I came up with the conclusion that she approached me because I was really an attractive young man. <laughs> so, but here's what she said. Punch me in the fucking face. Go ahead. Hello? 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 <laughs> Hello? 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 What's up, man? What did you do? <laughs> I, I did you put me on hold or something? I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here just bloop, 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 <laughs> bloop, 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 and I can't hear you. What did you do? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yes? And what happened? Hello? <laughs> What I apologize. What the fuck was that? I closed the lid on my laptop, and when I closed the <laughs> lid... <laughs> this show is a disaster! Happy holidays! <laughs> Alright, so where was I? So when I turned away from her... 
I thought, hey, I don't want to have any regrets. I don't want to. Re- yeah. uh, uh, I'm going to kick myself if because I, I it already came to the conclusion that she's spending <laughs> Christmas Eve by herself yeah. at the O'Hare Hilton. Who knows? Maybe she was meeting somebody. I don't know. Who knows? But I asked her, would you like to spend Christmas Eve with me and my family? And she said, no, thank you. But that was very nice of you. She turned around and walked away. Wow. I have no regrets. But uh, I do sometimes imagine, what if she said yes? Now, uh, here's what would have happened. I wouldn't have been caught smoking weed because it was the same Christmas Eve party. Yeah. I I would have called my girlfriend and said, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm not feeling well. (laughs) (laughs) What an asshole. (laughs) Well, who knows? I don't know. Maybe I would have said, hey, uh, Sybil Shepard's going to come with us. Um, And if Sybil Shepard was there, I certainly would have gone and smoked weed in the bathroom unless it was okay with her. (laughs) Uh, but can you imagine if I showed up at my holiday, my family's Christmas Eve party with Sybil Shepherd? What yeah. a great story that would have been. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah. So um, she said, no, thank you. And I, I left it alone. Uh, I didn't pursue it anymore. But um, I, w- I was happy that I asked because I don't have a regret about not asking. Right. If I didn't ask, I'd still be thinking today, maybe she would have gone with me. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's not Christmassy. So the, those two stories I told, I, I'm pretty sure that was the same Christmas Eve. And that was 1986. If wow. Memory, 1980, Christmas Eve, 1986. Yeah, so I was 22. I was 22. I wonder how old she was. She was probably in her late 30s. How about wow. that? That's cool. That story? You never heard that story? I I don't recall. Wow. Uh, well, you met Keanu Reeves, didn't you? Yeah, I met him too, but yeah. that wasn't at the airport. That was at... That was at 2T2. Yeah. Yeah. That'd have been cool if he stuck around. Stick it out for that Stick party. And jammed <laughs> with us. Right. Right? Yeah, he played bass. Yeah. Right? Plays bass, yeah. I remember you that night. What do you mean? What do, What do you mean? You're what all mean? fucked up, and <laughs> 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 there's a picture of you going. <laughs> and uh, I remember that night. That and is Dan, a good story. And Dan sitting there with his future wife watching the shit video. <laughs> <laughs> that a Christmas party? Yeah, it was. What other party did we have there? We always had parties. Yeah, but not that many people, did we? I would suggest parties to Brian. So I lived at this place with two other guys. Uh, It was a really big house, but it was a disaster area. And I would suggest parties to Brian because if they agreed to have a party, Brian would clean the house. Yeah. (laughs) So if we didn't have a party, six months would go by. The house would never be clean. Yeah. So I would suggest, hey, we should have a party. And then Brian would clean the house. I had Joe's bachelor party there and uh, asked Big Boy, hey, hey man, uh, can we borrow your house for a bachelor party? And he's like, yeah, sure. And uh, he's like, I love it when there's parties here because everybody cleans my house. So we cleaned the house, me and Phil, 
clean the whole house. And then we came to the bathroom. <laughs> that fucking tub, man, was fifty dirt rings. Brutal, in it. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was some good times, no doubt. Great times. Yeah. Speaking of Brian, did you see his brother on um, Mysteries of the Museum? I didn't, you know, he posted that on Facebook yeah. and he, he sent out an invite for that and I accepted it, but then I, I got busy and I did not see that. The kids and I watched it. They were freaking out. All he did was like he he played in a, like a prospector, you know, he had the hat on and the overalls. With the gym he, shoes? Yeah, and, no. He had the full get up on and he like looked at a map and pointed and... That was about it. While a narrator <laughs> told this story about these prospectors or pioneers, I don't know what the deal was. That's cool. Yeah, but you know he lives in Vegas, and uh, his son is like this phenomenal gymnast. Have you seen right. some of these videos? Yeah, we might see him in the Olympics yeah, later. No doubt. Yeah, that's very cool. My, All right, John. Does my, that wrap up our holiday special, or you got something else? No. So let's talk about the future. I like talking about the future. All right. Will we be able to get a podcast in before the new year to cover 2012 and 2013? And most importantly, we like to go back and uh, check on Sylvia Brown's predictions for the year and see how accurate she did. Yeah. And didn't we, at the beginning of the year, uh, make our own predictions? Because we were going to see how accurate we were. Did we do that? So we might have to go back and I'll try to revisit that and see if we actually did that. Um, so there's a chance we'll get together before the new year to have a 2012 yeah. uh, In Review podcast. Well, are you going out of town uh, at all? I am leaving, I think, the day after Christmas, but I'll be back on the Friday or Saturday before New Year. Yeah, there's no chance. No chance? No, because I have, uh, I'm probably working Wednesday through Saturday, maybe even Sunday. Uh, I work Monday, and I'll probably be in the office on New Year's Day. Well, that's not very cool at all. Yeah. You know, the place I work actually shuts down for like 14 days. Yeah, you can fuck yourself with a cactus, okay? (laughs) So, after tomorrow, and I think I get out at noon tomorrow, after then, I don't have to be back. Again, take a cactus, shove it up your ass. I don't have to be there till January 3rd. That's nice. I'll be wrapping up my inventory count on January 3rd and trying to catch up on the 4th. Yeah, I just I just picked the wrong vocation. You did. I told well, you a couple years well, ago. Well, you know, it, it wasn't always like this, Scott. I mean, I, I had, you know, when you have projects, you have projects. And there's definitely a big project we're working on uh, into the new year. Um, and projects, they take up a lot of your time. You know, whatever it is. It could be a uh, deadline or uh, or a uh, you know a go live or whatever it is and they take up a lot of time especially if you're behind uh but i've never i've never had so much 
turmoil when it comes to a job in a single year ever in a company I've ever worked for. And I'm not even like way up on the ladder. I'm middle management. You know, I'm in the middle. I got executives above me. I'm the middle manager and I got supervisors below me. And I don't want to be one of the executives because it's not it's not pretty. Um, and it's not like that at every company. Um, like your company, for example, uh, seems to be very open to how the holidays are. Companies I've worked for before are like that. Uh, you know, and the company I work for now, it's it wasn't always this way. It was like let's. We had one year where it was the same way. We shut down the uh, day before Christmas Eve, and we didn't start back up again until the new year. We just said, screw it. Let's just shut it all down. And uh, we did our inventory count in October. Uh, So it was very relaxed. It was very smooth. It ran like a a fucking well-oiled machine. It's not like that anymore. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because the economy has made it so difficult, uh, because they cut so much cost and they put more pressure on people to execute and perform better. I don't know if it's if it's really happening that way. If <laughs> I don't, I just don't know. Uh. But hey, I know one thing. If you're an intern for Facebook, you make a shitload of money. You should yeah. get into that, Scott. I got my own thing going. Uh, that's why I'm headed out to the UK. Uh, uh, we got some really cool things going with Stefan C. It's very exciting. Very exciting, John. Was it a paying gig? or? Uh, yes. Could be very, very... Could um, be paying or it is a paying gig. Well, I was going to say it could be very lucrative. Yeah. Uh, yes. So it's it's and it's very exciting. Um, I'll tell you all about it. Tell you keep you telling me it. that. You've been telling me that for a year now. That you're going <laughs> to tell me all about it. Well, you never asked me. I ask you. I'm asking you now. Well, I don't want to say now. I don't, it's like uh, it's like private. You know, it's like private. <laughs> all right. So. Let's go out. We'll have a holiday get-together. We'll go out, and I'll tell you all about it. All right, then. Fair enough. All right, so the holiday special, we're not going to number this one. This is going to be a TTN 2012 holiday and end of the world special. End of the world. It's the, Yeah, it's the end of the world somewhere, because it is midnight. Uh, well, if you, if you end up hearing the in podcast, New York. the world did not end, right? So, right. Yes. All right, well, that's all for this week, I guess, uh, for our holiday special. Alfie never made it, I think, because of the storm. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we'll get a post-apocalyptic review of the holidays from Alfie. It's a real shame, because I've been really jonesing to do a show and having Alfie and some of the regular suspects come back... uh, and it's been just a real pain in the ass to try and get that together. Mm-hmm. So my apologies, because I, I really uh, dig doing this. I especially love it when things are all going good and I don't have kidney problems and all that shit, which is all, so far, uh, sounds like it's going good. Uh, I feel okay, except for the stress. 
But what mm-hmm. can you do, right? Well, you can, uh, uh, you, well, it, it, uh, one of the things uh, that happened to me, John, I'm under 220 pounds for the first time in 16 years. <clears throat> Except for when I had pneumonia and I lost 40 pounds and I was 207 Whoa. for a while. Uh, but this is like, um, you know, I wanted to do this. Uh, it wasn't a, 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 an effect of having pneumonia. And uh, I f- I'm feeling great. So you ask what else you can do. What else you can do is uh, start exercising, watch what you eat. That's what you can yeah, do. Yeah, I'm not good at that either. Exercising can- or watching what I eat. As a matter we of can- fact, the more stressed I get, the more I eat. <laughs> we could talk about that at our holiday get together. I, I literally, Scott, spend like I'll get to my office and I'll sit down and then I get so immersed in what I'm doing to the point where I forget to take a piss and I'm like dancing in my chair and then I realize I, I got to get up and take a piss and then I forget to grab my water bottle and get that filled up. But I've been recently taking some major laps around the warehouse uh, just to make sure shit's going on, and now I'm behind with shit. It's, just, it's fucked up, man. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? I'll tell you. I got a path. I got a path for you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what you need to do, because it worked for me. Of course it did. You got so much fucking free time. What else <laughs> are you going to do? No, I'm no, so no. bored. I got to <laughs> jog and play basketball every morning. <clears throat> No, no, it's not about exercise. It's more about diet than exercise, especially at our age. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just hit my mic again. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to punch you in the nuts. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Let's wrap this up. We're wrapping it up. The holiday TTN. That's right. That's it for this week. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, John. And we have to exchange gifts. Yes. I'm John. And I'm Scott. Say goodnight, Scott. Goodnight, Scott. You're listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.